and then Tiradus came up to my mind like suddenly out of the blue, totally out of the blue. Hmm. It was like yeah. an old dropped idea and I was like, why don't I try this? I just, I just put up a story. I was like, uh, guys, I'm like planning to uh, reboot my clan that I had like a few years ago. Both here are those, the mental health organization. And uh, any of you guys are, please share the story. And if any of you guys are interested to volunteer for it, yeah. please let me know and you can join us. And let's try to make this world a better place. And honestly, yeah. I got more than 500 messages in less than six hours more than 500 messages wow. Wow. yeah like they tell you can't build something overnight that's right rome rome rome, yeah, rome wasn't overnight. Built overnight yeah rome wasn't built overnight. that was yeah terados was your terados <laughs> terados was my room <laughs> three two one yeah that was good yes that was perfect Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Visionary Stories podcast. Today, we have Theodore Joseph. He is the head and founder of an incredible organization, an NGO called Teradost. More about that and his own personal life today on the show. Theodore, thank you for doing this. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Can we like do a clap? Like... <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Visionary Stories podcast. You are perfect just as you are. The one thing that will stop you from growing is your ego. Perfection is not attainable because if you're perfect, then you have nothing to pursue in life. Become the person you could be. It's gonna fail. That means that won't work for you. Try another one. There's room for improvement. Yeah. That's why it's best. Best is never attainable. It's not okay. Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Visionary Stories. Visionary Stories. Welcome back to the Visionary Stories podcast. Mental health, physical health, everything takes effort. Everything takes time. You have yeah, to work. You have to work, hard. have to work hard every day. That's the end game. That's taking your arsenal and just throwing it back hmm. at you. I'm like, it's not going to stay for permanent. Nothing's permanent. Cruise thing, just live it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Visionary Stories podcast. Today on the podcast, we have, we have Theodore Joseph. He has his own NGO, somewhat to say. Uh, he has his own NGO called Tera Dost. And we'll get into all of that here today on the episode. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Theodore, for agreeing to do this. I know you might be kind of busy. I'm just happy that you're here to take the time, like, you know, come here and talk to me about all of this. Thank you. Okay, so um, it's better if you do this. Why don't you give your, why don't you introduce yourself? Who is Theo? How young is he and what his purpose is? Yes, so yeah, uh, it was aforementioned that I'm Theodore Joseph and I'm 20 now. Yeah, I, I pretty much either look the age or don't look it some of the times. <laughs> and like, what my passion or aim is like, you know, just spreading smiles kind of thing. And like hmm. seeing people happy right. sharing that happiness all right so we're going to talk about everything today we're going to talk about those and like what it means to you and how you came up with the idea all of that we'll get into all of that but take me back take like you know take me on that time machine take me back to your childhood how was it like how was the young theo how was he growing up all right so young theo didn't have that much of a uh, bright childhood it wasn't all uh, Sunshine's mind class. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what happened was uh, my parents got like married 
was allowed marriage. Hmm. Yeah, okay. of the houses were cool with that. And they were kicked out, obviously. Okay. And it was mm-hmm. tough for us. We, we were bored of, like, I came up in acute poverty, honestly. And uh, it was like, we didn't have much food or drink or whatsoever. Like, no proper shelter as well. We just lived mm-hmm. in uh, one BHK flat. Not exactly a flat as well, but then in the slums, yeah. like, kitchen thing. Yeah, so uh, the slum which I was brought up in, it's like pretty much close from the house that I'm staying right now. So it's like just to remind me of who I actually am or who I actually was. Hmm. Like going back to the roots. Yeah, going back to the roots. Yeah. And uh, I didn't pretty much grow up with my parents. Like okay. uh, my dad had gone abroad, the golden ticket for us. Hmm. She worked with three different jobs. Uh, yeah. She would work as a receptionist in the hospital. And uh, later she would work in the center hmm. and you know just that life of that connection thing so i was yeah. growing up in the slum and uh, the people of the slum brought me up in fact so like whatever i've learned like the strange maths of what i've learned over there yeah basically i think the people of slum people in the slums are like not hmm. educated and stuff but then they might not be educated according to the societal standards or according to the world yeah but what these people have seen and gone through is like way 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 more than what any of us might have seen because those mm, people yeah. like are like humko pata struggle kya hai kind of thing uh-huh, yeah. and then i was brought up by this one particular lady like i was shuffled homes and stuff my mom would leave me from there with a the caretaker and mm. she had like all these cattle and poultry and stuff yeah uh, and yeah, it was pretty much fun playing with friends. Like, get to talk to people in different backgrounds, cooks and crooks and <laughs> what you know, what kind of people. Uh, as life went on, uh, it was pretty good. Like, I was brought up in a comfortable atmosphere once I turned like five years old. It started getting better, things started getting better. My mom got a proper job, my dad yeah. settled down as well. And uh, yeah, things were fine. But then again, uh, things at home weren't all that good, fights and yeah. stuff. Hmm. That would happen. And I would always be a uh, scapegoat, the middle ground of the violence that would ensure at home. Hmm. So that started taking a toll. See, like when you're three years old, five years old, six years old, ten years old, you don't really know what's going on. But then mm, once yeah. you are able to like process things, like as to what's really going on, like able to tell the good from the bad. And, yeah. Like, so it started getting a bit difficult. And then, yeah, I am supposedly the golden child of the family. Hmm. And I'm the only boy, by the way. I have all, like, I'm the only kid to my parents, but then uh, all my yeah. cousins are all girls. <laughs> yeah, so, and I'm the youngest. Okay. So that was another... Right. Uh, so that was, that was what it went. Uh, you had any siblings growing up? No, no siblings at all. But I did have a, a stray dog called Snoopy. Uh, she was there okay. with me from when I was a kid. And she just passed away last year. She was 16 years old. Oh. And uh, that was a huge toll for me because uh, like even if my parents were like, I wasn't quite the extrovert. Like I still am. I still am mm. an extrovert whatsoever. I'm just like easy to communicate with, easy to talk to. 
not the extrovert, yeah. somewhere between an introvert and extrovert. So I would just like hug Snoopy or like just sleep on her belly and cry or whatsoever in the balcony over here at my place. And then we just like sit and like, you know, just look at yeah. things, aimlessly just look at things. And that yeah, was pretty good. Yeah. And then, you know, like growing up in school and stuff, it wasn't easy. And mm. wasn't easy, like trust me, I come from a convent school, St. Patrick's High School. <laughs> you know how convents are. Yes. Yeah, they'll literally whack the living till whatsoever out of you. And uh, that is somewhat, you know, that kind of takes a toll onto you. And then mm-hmm. once you like have that high scoring personality and stuff, like once people see you're capable of doing that and once you fall from that, it's going to be difficult. And then that's yeah. where all the trouble began. That marks the <laughs> time. Yeah. I've been and, there, I've been there, I know. Falling like that. curriculars. Like, name mm-hmm. it and I'll, and I'll be in that thing. Like, debate, elocution, yeah. sports. It was that day, like, are you even in the class? Like, why are you even coming to school? Are you like coming for extracurriculars hmm. and stuff? Yeah. And then they just pretty much got fed up of me. Yeah, what so about I friends? Was, like, in school and all, like, how was your friendships? Yeah, I was tied with every single person. There was like, no one who hated me or whatsoever. Because I was that guy who everyone knew. So there was mm-hmm. this thing called uh, YCS Bison. It it's mm. an international organization actually for the schools and stuff. But like for developing the leadership qualities and stuff. Mm. So I was the yeah. uh, president for my school and then eventually I became Mr. YCS Bison. And then I take up a lot of initiatives and stuff to do at school, to do mm. outside school. And then they were very much impressed by that. But then now, uh, when I was in ninth class, yeah. uh, my marks fell pretty bad. I almost failed. Then uh, <laughs> my dad was in Qatar back then, and he had to like yeah. come down uh, because my marks had gone horrible. So in the tenth grade, I was supposed to become yeah. the head boy of the school. Too bad I was put into Narayana. If you happen to know this, society group of institutions, and then mm. life was just fell over there. Yeah. And so from the ninth class, that is where the mental illnesses like started creeping in. And like that mm. was like the budding stage kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, I didn't particularly know. I was like, man, I feel so tired all the time. I feel drained. Like my head hurts mm. all the time. I feel like this shallow feeling in my chest. Like yeah. I feel nauseous all the time and stuff. And you know, Indian parents how they're gonna like just gaslight it like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Indian parents are okay, gaslighting so, this goal like this. Yes. Yeah. So, was it like something that you struggled with personally a lot that you figured yeah, that why don't we start? I figured something. Yeah, I figured that out in my intermediate first year, I guess. Like after I passed out from tenths, I'll mm-hmm. tell you. So. Like the story gets pretty personal. Like uh, my parents were well off, okay, obviously they were pretty well off, and okay. uh, you know these 
friends who just come to you when they need something and stuff they don't really matter mm. what else like they don't have a proper uh, mental relationship or uh, a proper understanding like proper communication or what's like then yeah. i come let's meet okay. up let's eat something let's drink something let's hang out so most friends nowadays i don't know about nowadays but then back then it is like what it was some like hanging out or like going out and eating food together and like eating at costly places and putting pictures of that on yeah. instagram i think that was what friendship was being defined as back then mm. and that was all about like taking a selfie with your friend and like putting all those hashtags and stuff and like telling how yeah. like tight you guys were yeah so most of the friends were like that okay no one knew the no one back then knew the concept of mental health like i am pretty sure man pretty sure no school back then taught anyone anything about mental health hmm. i i don't i'm not sure about other countries but then here in india it's just another taboo it's just like i get fine with like this this leave it you'll be fine it's yeah. all in your head kind of thing and yeah. i got told that a lot of times like till date till date even if i tell someone like my parents or something they'll be like yeah it's fine it's mm. not like we are not struggling we got to get over it and so yeah so yeah I, i had a lot of friends i had a lot of hopes as well because i would give my mm. 100% whatever i do i give my 100% there's like no backing down from that because i'm a man yeah. of my word i'm a man of like loyalty respect kind of thing because that mm. is what i was brought up with and then you know these friends and stuff you know they eventually leave kind of thing or you like yeah. people call ditching or backstabbing mm. and stuff yeah yeah they they started doing that a lot and uh, people they tell you this for the sake of it like bro i'm there for you if there's anything uh, just tell me just mm. call me stuff yeah and then when you actually tell them something they'll be like uh, i don't think uh, that is something you should worry about or they'll just yeah. like counter you with something what they are actually facing so they're mm. not really yeah. listening and understanding they're not really getting the ground of the and yeah they realize that it is stuff that really for me yeah then and then now things which happened in the family mm. there was there was like a lot of stuff which was going on man at home outside and stuff yeah then it just came all like crumbling down big time and mm. uh, i didn't really know who to turn to at this point it was just all uh, I was in a dark place, and honestly, mm. uh, I had suicidal thoughts from when I was in second or third grade. Second or third grade, this thing, and it's been like pretty prevalent as well of late. Before that as well, but then you mm. know you gotta fight it, and I know that I have the capability to fight it. I've got the proper circle. Yeah. I've got good friends now. Got mm. like people who I call family as of now. So I had that. And then one day I was just like, uh, man, I I just wish I had someone to listen to me and understand me. Like, just yeah. don't be my friend. Like, I don't care if you aren't my mm. friend. I like talk to a random yeah. stranger. I would like, I'd rather talk to a random stranger. Like, give him ten bucks. I I actually did that. I tell you, I actually did that. So uh, okay. there was this uh, homeless guy. Uh, So there's this particular famous place in Hyderabad called Sindhi Colony. You got a lot of pandas and stuff mm. over there. And yeah. You got a lot of homeless people and scavengers and stuff. 
So I gave yeah. this one guy like twenty bucks, and I told him, I asked him in Telugu, "Anna, my ro appointment was scheduled. Ne chapter ne ventala ne paisa dosta." So that means, uh, it's so okay. Like, bro, can you like sit for half an hour and listen to me? I'll pay you how much over you yeah. want. Okay. Okay. Because like, yeah, sure, why not? And then I just sat and I just told him stuff. He was, I, I don't even, I honestly don't know if he was listening or not. But then I'm pretty sure he was just mm. silently sitting over there and at least pretending that he was listening and understanding. He was nodding yeah. his head and he was like, "Ah, so okay, that." And mm. I was like, "Why can't other people do like this?" And then I, well, like again, honestly, because we aren't like all um, educated about mental health and psychology and stuff. I don't know the concept of a psychiatrist yes. or a psychologist or a therapist. Hmm. So that's when I came to know that these kind of people exist, like counselors and stuff. We can help us out with our problems. So yeah. one fine day after my first year exams, I call up hmm. this one psychiatrist, no psychologist lady, and I was like, uh, "Hi, I'm from some person, I'm Theodore Joseph, and uh, I need some help." and yeah. uh, can you guide me further as to how it works it's she straight up was like uh, please pay 1500 and come to my office and uh, the session will be for one hour and i was like ma'am i'm a 17 year old do you seriously think that i'm gonna have 1500 bucks in my pocket to just blow it for one hour or something and i didn't know what to do i was like yeah okay and i just cut the call and i never really got back to her <laughs> And anyways, summer holidays came after my intermediate first year, and yeah. I was like, "Why don't I start my research?" I was like, "What is exactly yeah. wrong with me?" Hmm. And I started looking it up and stuff. I came to know that I might have depression. All these terms were new to me. I thought this is this yeah. stuff that happens in movies and all, like that guy in the school says, "Help!" and he's sitting in a dark corner yeah, yeah. in the room and he's like taking drugs and stuff. I don't have any depression. I'm pretty sure I don't have depression. I don't take drugs and stuff. Yeah. I was ready to believe that. And uh, I just called up a few friends. Hmm. And I was like, why don't we start a page to spread mental health and mental awareness and stuff? Let us hmm. like start a page where we listen to people. Just listen to what they have yeah. to say. Like, just be yeah. a friend to someone. I listen to them. Yeah. Like, not be a therapist. Not be a, like, not have that professional level kind of relationship. You know, yeah. just have that uh, friendly talk. Like, when you're having a regular conversation with your friend, you'll be like, "Man, yeah. I feel tired and stuff." Kind of thing. That kind mm. of part. I told them about that, and uh, they seemed very interested. Tera, I mean, it's thirteen, right? Yeah. So it was the Tera Bus team was basically thirteen mm-hmm. people, so thirteen group of friends who are like trying to see the world like step by step one by one, and they uh, we were like talking, discussing as to how to lay it out mm-hmm. and all. And honestly, we didn't get anywhere. Absolutely nowhere. Like we're just a bunch of seventeen-year-olds, no idea of what depression is, no idea of what mental health is, nothing, nothing. We just sitting there on my terrace early in the mornings, drinking a glass of milk, and we're trying to figure yeah. out how to do, what to do, and stuff. No, yeah. we were getting nowhere. 
just like back then without even planning or like what to say like some guidelines or rules or a plan for that as to how to work it out and stuff honestly yeah. two people turned out for that meeting turned up for that meeting and the only thing we typed was introduction peter it's just type introduction there on the top of the page mm. enter to the slime tera dost how does it work that's it that's it nothing after that we were just sitting yeah. looking at memes eating food and uh, yeah. the idea started fading away and these people like started losing interest in stuff they were like hey i've got other things to do and uh, i got medication and it's the intersect media also Hmm. the idea started dropping and then after college reopened things started spiraling down even worse hmm. like uh, and then again it was like i came to a point where i couldn't trust anyone or couldn't tell anyone anything whatsoever and that i think is the was the hardest period of my life because yeah. i can't really say like what the future holds for me but hmm. then that particular year was very tough okay and uh, no yeah. just like no damage so from my brain to my face and to my neck which proceeded yeah. to my back like they were like getting all damaged and then i had internal bleeding and stuff see basically when you sleep wrong on your hand or something i didn't know the whole app you're going to have one hell of a pain when you get up in the morning or the next mm. day And all I could do was verbal like that. I think I called it migraine. Like I thought it was migraine, but you don't really get migraine in parts of your face or your yeah. other body parts. And uh, they obviously had to uh, like rush me to the hospital and stuff. Hmm. And in the ER, they told me that the doctor told me to take a neurologist or something. And that guy he ruled out that I had like the like finest. Stage of depression or whatsoever. This was like a very bad situation, and I had, I still have PTSD and anxiety disorders and panic disorders and stuff, mm. which happens all the time. And I wasn't able to figure out. I didn't even know what a panic disorder was, what an anxiety disorder was. I was like, yeah. I would just like sit down and start crying out of nowhere, and I would like start gasping and for air and stuff. Like it would get difficult for me to breathe. Then like some yeah something would happen and I'd like lose my breath. Then I'd get up in the middle of the mm. night from nightmares and have hallucinations and stuff. Very mm. very very tough yeah. time. And then again, still no one to talk to. But I had one friend, two friends. Really respect those people who were there for me and like uh, they yeah. after yeah. like knowing my situation how it was. i was able to like hold on and fight on kind of thing and hmm. i was you know able to get to a little better place just a little better place yeah last year last year again in september i was having a very bad time like my dog passed away and uh, my aunt had passed away my grandmother had passed away then a lot or i had seen a lot of deaths from the past year and only yeah. the count crosses over 30 like close people of mine like yeah. even before this whole covid thing yeah i'm losing it so september 28 yeah september 28 
that day i i don't really know what god into me i was sitting in the afternoon and i was having a panic attack and i started crying and stuff when i had like broken up with my ex at that time and yeah. uh, I, i couldn't even call her to talk to her and hmm. honestly other people as well weren't particularly on my side yeah it's like how many more people like me out there out out there in the world who like really need someone to talk to and you know there's a stand on that thin thread like of hope and yeah. you don't really know like when is it gonna be someone's last day you could say like absolute monsters to them like tear them down today and tomorrow they might be dead and like you can't really apologize to something that isn't there or someone that isn't there Mm. you can do all you want you can repent you can change or whatsoever and yeah. um, that burden that lies and you will never go that guilt yeah so as like and then there those came up to my mind like suddenly out of the blue totally out of the blue mm. it was like yeah. a whole dropped idea and i was like why don't i try this it's like i just Let us put up a story. I was like, um, guys, I'm like planning to uh, reboot my plan that I had like a few years ago about Tera Dos, the mental health organization. And uh, any of you guys are, please share the story. And if any of you guys are interested to volunteer for it, yeah, please let me know, and you can join in. And let's try to make this world a better place. And honestly, I got. More than five hundred messages in less than six hours. More than five hundred messages. Wow. wow. Yeah. Like they tell you can't build something overnight, but there are those did happen overnight. Hmm. But which city was it again that they said wasn't built overnight? Yeah, it was Rome, Rome, Rome. Yeah, Rome wasn't overnight. Yeah, Rome wasn't built. That was yeah. There are those was your. There are those. There are those was my room. <laughs> And then I just started getting calls from random people. Okay, random, very random people. They were like, "Man, I don't know what you are. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you're going with this. But I like what you're doing, and I'm all in. Whatever you're doing, hmm. like wherever yeah. you're going with this, I'm there with you." Yeah. And then they like started picking up, and they started like building the page, and they started working on it. Peers didn't really have, actually, uh, didn't have that much of an outreach or whatsoever. Like yeah. outreach was like max three hundred to five hundred people because back then the the number of volunteers that we started with was twenty, twenty honestly twenty. Yeah. And I didn't particularly yeah. know what to do, but I what I knew was I knew that I'm not going back. I'm not dropping this plan. And neither am I gonna be the same person that I was because I know that I've been there. I know that someone needs me, and I know definitely that I'm gonna be there for someone who needs me. Hmm. Yeah. Then so I just kept going. Like I got a lot of criticism. Honestly, they were like, "Oh, this isn't registered and stuff," and uh, like, "How authentic are you guys?" Like, lots of like you guys are just wannabes and. 
you know you get to all these uh, yeah, hate, hate hate images yeah hate oh, okay. and then you get all these creepy dudes on instagram like make fake accounts and stuff they end up thinking the admin is a female because of all this hate talk yeah. and uh, they send like unsolicited pictures yeah so i just kept going with it Yeah. Like, I'm not backing up. Not this time. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that at all. Okay, just just take me through how it how it all works. Okay, like as if uh, I'm someone who contacts Tera Dost. Tell me how would you deal with me? So see, you contacted us on Instagram. What we do is uh, we share your profile in the first responders group hmm. to like uh, redirect someone to you and. Yeah. like we have a few policies like if one of the first responders happens to know you they are not really supposed to take the case or something yeah and like not let no personal as well at the same time yeah no personal info yeah yeah no personal thing and uh, the admin team as well will uh, like ask you a few questions nothing personal hmm. it is like what might you be feeling at that point of time and yeah uh, what you will go through or like even if they don't want to open up that's like totally fine yeah and uh, yeah so we have that 5 minutes policy kind of thing the final policy 5 minutes rule where we are supposed to like redirect you to a volunteer within yeah. like 5 minutes hmm. and uh, obviously they keep getting their training and stuff Mm-hmm. we have like uh, regular workshops and regular meetings we i even like off grade i've given them courses to complete and stuff yeah oh, okay and, uh, so the session goes like uh, 7 days in a week mm-hmm. so like we have like seven sessions every day yeah. one particular one session or two they do like whenever they want to talk and stuff they can like talk to us or to the yeah. volunteer or if the volunteer and the client aren't having a fixed time or something uh they like fix up on a time so like 4:30 to 6:30 or something whenever they both are free yeah to talk about and stuff yeah and uh, after seven sessions it they like have to figure out as to what that person is going through basically So we'll be suggesting them professional if you be, if you will be needing like professional help or you just need to see a counselor or uh, if you like need to like just get a first responder to like keep checking up on you every now and then and stuff. Yeah. So we have so that is basically how it goes, and or you can like if you if you think that you really need a psychiatrist or a psychologist or something. Yeah. you can like just directly come to us and uh, ask us that you need a professional to talk to you and you need professional help and we'll immediately redirect you to a psychiatrist we are like tied up with a good number of them uh, all around the country all around the world in fact like uh, they are doesn't isn't just in india it's like all around the world and uh, any given place we do have uh, Volunteers for us, volunteers who are working for us, hmm. doctors, organizations, institutions, yeah. and that like took a lot of like ground level planning and stuff. That's like, 
other thing but yeah that is basically how this goes and tinnitus isn't just for like uh, mental illnesses so say yeah. you're getting harassed online or you're getting bullied online mm-hmm. or you're a woman who's which is have been morphed or something or you're being ransomed for them or if you have seen like some family need of money or like someone who's uh, need of food or essentials in this pandemic situation and stuff we deal with all that as well and uh, like of course the organization there just took a huge loss from like the end of march till the beginning of the beginning and the midweek of june because i had to like personally uh, pay for things from my own pocket because there were a lot of psychologists psychiatrists and all who had like tied up with us who had, had an agreement with us for like they to keep getting clients and stuff and then uh, i happened to live very close like in central hyderabad so central hyderabad basically which is near a uh, secretariat station so 100 meters from my place in my 100 meters radius i have the metro rail station i have an international hospital i have the city bus stand and then i have the city railway station the secretariat junction and uh, we got like almost everything shopping malls whatsoever yeah and so what happened was uh, while these migrants and all uh, they crashed over here at secretariat itself there were a lot of them mm-hmm. a lot of them and uh, we were like going like disputing but exactly we it wasn't exactly on behalf of tiradus i i wouldn't say that but mm-hmm. like my family and uh, my associates my dad friends my mom we like went and distributed like rations and stuff yeah we were able to cover up a good amount of people and stuff mm-hmm. there were like people who lost their livelihood and stuff as well so we were helping them out as well like wherever we could as much as we could yeah. so there was wasn't particularly that active in that period of time so yeah in march to june it's like not this completely dead kind of thing but we did have a few cases coming every now and then yeah and uh, so like after incurring all those losses and all it was like time to you know revamp this whole thing and make a better like structure for the organization yeah so back then itself uh, we had like chapter head so basically tera dos has a system of hierarchy or a system of management mm. so i myself i happen to be uh, a political science a triple major basically a political science public administration and economic student okay. so i use my public administration skills to like figure out how to make things better what 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 could i do to like you know fill that crack and fill that gap so i like started talking to the volunteers and i i figured ki i needed departments i figured that i needed departments and what i did was uh, i made different departments so basically it's me who's the head 
and then next comes the so i'll tell you the previous hierarchy system and the okay. one that i devised after that so before it was just me and then next come the department heads so we had a department head for the first responders mm. we had the media and marketing team who would like help us to promote the page and yeah. share it and push it and get publicity and stuff then we had the pr slash dost ambassador team who would work on field for us so if we like needed to get any sponsorship so we had to sign any agreements or contracts or collaborations or whatsoever um, these people would be like our spokespersons and then uh, we had the letters team so the letters team doesn't really function much the letters team basically is uh, say uh, you came to us like a week ago for help yeah. and we spoke to all to our volunteer and stuff and they know what you've been through so what we do is like uh, we write a handwritten letter and we scan it and we send it to you to like make you feel better and special kind of thing so that that was basically my idea i used to do that to my friends and stuff if they like go through a rough patch or something i know that if like anyone can type a text man anyone can type a text they can send a voice recording they can send like a video recording or something but you know what you write down and stuff that that stuff like really flows out in the heart yeah so i would do that and i thought he here yeah, i need to incorporate this as well to make people feel better eventually yeah we had the arts and design team as well who would like help us with making posts and stuff or like posting on the feed or on the stories yeah so all these teams weren't really active and responsive and stuff here they get like volunteers who would just come and sit there you know? like i know i can't expect much of them but then when uh, someone comments to a cause or something it is like equally responsible of them as well it's like the responsibility to you know keep up with their tasks and stuff yeah and that wasn't quite happening so i figured this isn't quite working out and in june july what i had done was uh, i changed the whole system kind of thing so i appointed uh, three admins which are uh, disclosed to the public and three admins who are not and uh, we have so these people would come next to me and then i appointed my cohort who happens to be a very close friend of mine and then of course the department heads as well and stay we had like more teams and stuff like we had the legal department and the influencers department the medical department the finance department you know like to focus on each area of the organization so that yeah. there is no lack there is no like lack of communication lack of understanding or whatever and at there are those honestly honestly we are like a family like one big family because you see these companies they tell you like we are one big family and like they give you they treat you like these indian families where they give you trauma and stuff they are not those kind of families 
and like a proper growing healthy family mm. we understand each other we listen to each other we care for each other because that is what the organization is built on because we don't we don't want to have that feeling of being unwanted or whatsoever we have meetings and stuff we hang out we have like a meeting like pre covid we would like meet up and stuff have a meeting for one hour one and a half hour yeah. and then we'd go like mall we'd be like go to malls and do like window shopping and stuff and these girls would like get fed up of me because i'm very 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 fickle minded and i can't pick out what to buy and stuff these guys would like get fed up of me and then i'd like just tire them to you know feel hungry for lunch so that they can have a stomach full yeah and then we'd have lunch and stuff and then we'd like sit and talk to them and then we'd have a great sunday and this leave home we call each other every now and then we text each other like even if it's not for meetings we meet each other every now and then mm. like to keep the close rapport and we don't call each other like boss sir or whatever this call each other by our names yeah this friends of course with the professional department it's like different because we they aren't really our bros or whatsoever so yeah but then you know they are they are as well on pretty good terms with us mm-hmm. because i usually talk to them very sweetly and all they as well are good with us so that yeah that was basically about what theodos was until now kind of thing right um uh because you, like you said wait how long have you been uh, like since you actually started it in september 28 like how long has it been since you initially started september 28 so like october november december jan feb march april may june july 10 months and months that's that's yeah. impressive actually uh so within this 10 months i'm pretty sure you would have faced a lot of setbacks like you said the pandemic setting in and various other setbacks yep. was there any one or two like very very crucial that came as an obstacle in front of your uh, in front of your organization uh the crucial part was where uh, volunteers started leaving basically hmm. so any startup or whatsoever you got to give it time You yeah. gotta give it time. You gotta have faith and hope in it. You gotta be patient with it. And like a lot of people wanna go big or go home. Yeah, like that is what the world is like encoded to nowadays. Like you know, if only if you're at that pedestal, people are gonna respect you, and yeah. people are not gonna respect you if you don't do anything or if you don't sum up to something. And honestly, you like. pretty sure you must have got it at one point of life ki like you want some up to anything you're a loser and like that's your pathetic and stuff a lot of people get that and people they want results like overnight see i i agree ki tera dost was my room but then this room even though it came overnight i had to keep room running okay mm-hmm. i had to administer yeah. room i had to take yeah. care of its people the room had to stay alive yeah. and room needed its people <laughs> without people there's no room see because you can have a whole country man you can have like the entirety of russia but without its people it's not a country right yeah exactly yeah so without people we aren't we aren't anything or 
honestly because it is because of the volunteers because of the people who work for us who work with us and the people who come to us for help it is because of that, that we, like we are something today hmm. and you know a lot of people like they just don't understand that things take time check all in good time kind of thing see because you can put your 100% today but doesn't mean ki you're going to get your result it's like all based on luck but then yeah. luck favors someone who like works hard in the first place yeah your odds are high once you work hard and you put in efforts like the odds are better the odds are like in your favor so a lot of people started leaving us and uh, you know like there were a few people who were like trying to copy our idea and stuff see honestly i didn't personally know that there were similar pages like this see because there's the depression project and then uh, there's like the happy company and then there's some company called seven cups or something which is a huge international organization yeah not sure of that i i honestly didn't know about that but hmm. a lot of people like try to make an exact rip off of ours yeah same thing but it doesn't quite work like that because you know we worked hard for it from day one hmm. and you can't copy an idea like you know right yeah. like uh, that we forgot data we like that guy was like ideas are bulletproof Yes. Like ideas can't be killed or destroyed. Exactly. So that happened. Those pages, they crumbled within a week. Honestly. Mm-hmm. See, it's not like I'm happy about it or something, but it's about the ethics, the work ethic kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not saying that I copied my idea or something. It's that I didn't know it. And even if I'm doing something, I'm doing it out of honesty and sincerity because I face something. Not for the fame or for recognition or for money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it is. It is definitely not for that. What we do is not for the recognition or for the money or you know for the fame or whatsoever. Or whatever we do is like full-hearted. Yeah. And that was one way to sit back. And like I told you before, the monetary party. Like every person says, is gonna come, money is gonna go, money is gonna stay, money is gonna leave. But then at the end of the day, it's like what. what did you do with that what did you do with all that well what did you yeah. do with all that part that's what matters in the city yeah i know because of the covid situation and uh, it's it's obviously different now but then with how far you have come with tera dost are you happy like with with the uh, with the company and all of it are you happy and where like, is this going extremely okay i'm like extremely happy and satisfied with where we have come and where i'm about to go with this See, because within a month of starting Tera Boost, we started spreading pan India. There were people from other states as well who wanted to, like, you know, help people in their own states because yeah. they face like similar problems and stuff. Yeah. And uh, we started having like chapter heads and all. Hmm. One outstanding person in that, like, I haven't mentioned any names up till now, but but then one outstanding person is Aditi Goel from Delhi, who's yeah. like from day one has uh, like stayed by me and you know had believed in the cause and like worked on her daily chapter mm-hmm. and she she never she never let me down honestly she never let me down yeah. and uh, like the other people it was understandable 
as I understand that they couldn't keep up with their task because they weren't cut out for it. See, because they were probably better at something else. They 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 didn't they probably didn't have the good leadership skills or they you know they just lacked something and they just left kind of thing. It was a bit heartbreaking at first, but then I realized that that's how it's gonna be here on. Because people yeah. are gonna stay, people are gonna go. You just gotta keep moving on and like not stay where you are. You can like turn and look back and learn something, but just don't dread about it. If you wanna stop, take a break. If you wanna look back, look back, but don't go down that road again. Like yeah. don't take a U-turn and start walking back in the direction. Exactly, exactly. Don't, don't do that. Like it's fine if you break down. It's fine if you wanna cry. It's it's okay, honestly. But then too much of that again is not good. Not good exactly. at all. Yeah. And there was that, and yeah. So Tira was yeah. I am pretty happy. Very happy, in fact. Like yeah. I've made a lot of friends, a lot of people who I can put my trust and belief in. Like yeah. people who gave me a new reason to continue living on and stuff. Mm. And Tira Dost, honestly, I was planning to like, you know, get a government job or something and mm. uh, serve the country and stuff. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, go abroad and work for a while and come back. Yeah. I was having like all sorts of plans, different plans, honestly. Mm. Very different plans. And then, it's just off layered from like the beginning of this year that I realized Tiradus is starting to become my thing. Yeah. Like I see a future with it. Mm. <laughs> it sounds like a relationship kind of thing, but <laughs> but yeah, of course it is. It is. It is. It is kind it is of a work. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like a commitment. You have to put in the time and effort. Because I can't just let it die. Yeah. It was a cause. It's got to live on. It has a reason. It's got to live on. Mm. And a lot of people have benefited from it. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Till date, we might have like attended to more than roughly 200. See, I, I don't want to exaggerate or overestimate like 500 hmm. or something. Hmm. But directly or indirectly, yes, we might have like reached out to 500 or 1000 people in our personal life, in our daily conversation and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that might have happened. That's really commendable job, actually. Because it's a very noble cause. It's it's uh, and that to an NGO. So, hats off to you guys. Um, uh, what about the future? Because everyone wants to know what the future. What is what does what do you think is in store for Tirados in the future? Tirados, I see it growing like big time into a proper settled international organization. You know, mm. because uh, even of late, my dad was like. Uh, once this whole pandemic thing settles down and stuff, uh, we'll I'll like have a look at how well you're doing with this organization of yours. And then once you get your permanent registration for the organization, uh, we'll get an office and stuff and uh, hmm. we'll start, you know, growing. We'll start going yeah. big. Yeah. And like a few years from now, I see a lot of people working for Tiradus. I don't see mental health and mental health awareness as a stigma anymore. I yeah. at least hope to. And uh, Tiradus is going to be something that everyone knows. Like, hmm. I've got someone to talk to. Yeah. I believe in them. 
Yeah. I can trust them. They're there for this kind of thing. Yeah. Honestly, nice. Oh, good job. Good job on everything you guys have done there. And I, I, I wish you the best. Uh, okay. so, a couple, so, so, a couple of closing questions. Okay, so, you know, this whole journey of Tera Dost has been incredible. Okay, ups, downs, lefts, right, everything, everything, it's all packed. So, if you had to, yeah. if you had to direct a movie, okay, who would be acting in it and uh, what would the movie be called? Oh, good question. Uh, that, that, that's something new that I've been asked. <laughs> Uh, see, I'll, like, just like the question is imaginary and probably just my <laughs> imagination as well, probably my kid would act in the movie hmm. and yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah probably, probably my kid would be acting in the movie, like let, let the movie take time, let them see yeah. like from birth mm-hmm. to, to where I came up to like let them see the whole journey kind of thing. The movie? What would you call it? Yeah. First thing that comes off your head. Like Artemis or something. Unwanted Talks. Nice. That's a good name. Yeah. Unwanted but Talks. But why? But why? What? Why Unwanted? Yeah. Good question. So it's like uh, you know TED Talks, right? Obviously, like yeah, obviously. TED Talks is like unwanted talks. But then people feel that all this conversation about mental health, mental illness is like unwanted kind of thing. So whenever you're trying to tell someone about how you really feel and stuff, they like gaslight you or cut you off or something. Yeah, <laughs> that that is that's why I would call it like yeah. unwanted talks. Um, so, the, during this whole journey, like, was there any advice that anyone gave you that really stuck out there, that, that really made you go like, I started this for a reason, I will finish it, I mean, I will make it better. Like, what is that biggest two to three pieces of advice that you got? Honestly, I didn't really get any advice. All I got was like criticisms yeah. and uh, uh, like a message from someone who I knew was like, where you started your own organization, like, why don't you just go and type that thing and why don't why just stop talking to me and stuff. I, I got those kind of comments and stuff, but I honestly never got any advice. I've been like playing solo all this time. Yeah. And how, of course, it was me who was like talking to myself and advising myself. It's like I was learning from whatever was happening. I was like, this is what happened. What could I do to change this? This is what someone has spoken. What could be done? Mm. Something like that. Like what I usually keep telling all my volunteers, especially is there is a difference between self-confidence and self-conscious. So self-confidence is like, you know what you can do. You know what you are, what you can do, or what you're capable of and stuff. Like, you're capable of squishing an hand or something. But then at the same time, self-conscious is something where what you should do, like what your heart is telling you to do, what is there deep down inside. Like, instead of squishing that hand, take it out on a paper and put it out properly. That is what self-conscious is like. Have it within you, kind of thing. Yeah, no, there's that saying, right? Emery can, but Emery shouldn't, kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, I know, I know. 
Okay, uh, now this is this is where I reverse the role. If you have any questions for me, this is where you can ask them if you want to. Any questions for you? Uh, did you, okay, so did you ever happen to like uh, suffer with any mental health illnesses? Uh, good question. Uh, to be honest, yeah, there was a point in my life where I was in in a pretty dark place that I really didn't want to talk to anyone. I was I just wanted to be alone, and. Uh, it i didn't really feel like dip- i know depression is like something super serious at least like in my in my knowledge it's something that is much more serious than what i was going through for me it was just like oh my friends are avoiding me uh, i have this youtube channel for the podcast and and my dancing and stuff and it wasn't doing that well and so i was like oh that that that's that's depressing instagram i didn't get much likes and followers or oh, that's depressing it was all like immature it wasn't anything that serious uh, but yeah i was i was in a pretty dark mental place and then eventually because i have a, i have two or three very close friends like people who actually are there for me and uh, thanks to you know talking to them and we used to just chill hang out we used to talk about all this kind of stuff and they they honestly helped me and then i just over time got over it it was like it was like that dark room where you know you just had to put the key in the lock and just unlock it so after after searching the room for a while i just eventually got out that's that's, that's nice like glad you're out of the cliff if you ever need any help you obviously know where to come yes definitely uh that brings us to the next question where can people find you on social media and how can they contact uh, you you can find us on instagram as of now and uh, once we have sufficient funds and stuff and the proper team will be soon having a website in a month or two yeah. and we will be having a facebook page and a twitter handle but as of now we are like fully active on instagram we are open 24 by 7 and uh, the page as well is open all the time like the number which is on the page is my personal number you can like call me up anytime or you can drop in a mail as well that's is all mentioned in the page okay you know other things like basically there are those which are like so what this is one important thing about tirados and other mental health organizations is that uh, we redirect professionals to you at very less prices so it starts from like 300 and goes up to like 1000 1500 based on the services provided but yeah. the least they charge as of now the bar has just gone up to 300 earlier it was 150 200 and because of the pandemic situation uh, the prices had to be raised yeah. but that is a fair amount i feel starting from 300 yeah, yeah. then tirados uh, like as of now we just work on like commissions what we take from the professionals and stuff yeah. so yeah we if you guys donate to us as well uh, it's all going to be used for people who like can't afford for mental health or whatsoever that's about it so but as of now the the like the, you don't have a platform to donate yeah like is there any initial platform yeah but Local, if, you if, if there is a foot for anything yeah all right yeah if there if like you guys if anyone could transfer it i would like be more than glad to provide my bank details mm-hmm. and like you can do a neft or an online transaction or a upi transaction or something yeah it could be like very much appreciated all right um okay so let's say 20 30 years from now time travel is possible what advice would you give your younger self mm, 
the advice that i would probably give my younger self is keep going in the direction that you are like just don't look back you should like like i told earlier even if you look back just keep walking and don't go back into the same old route and yeah don't stop believing in yourself like you did and you know this don't 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 ever give up because there is a lot of life this a lot of time and there's a lot of things to see and there's a lot of people counting on you so just keep going there um so my podcast is basically all about finding your vision or you know your purpose and you know finding your sweet spot so what is the biggest two or three advices you would give to someone who is still searching you know within themselves around them to to you know find out what they actually are what biggest two or three pieces of advice would you give the first and foremost important thing like i would like to tell anyone is that like respect yourself first believe in yourself and know that even if no one is there for you just make sure that you are there for yourself like what others say doesn't really matter and just be there for yourself and then once you are better off with yourself start working on others like first work on yourself then mm-hmm. on anything else okay. honestly first get 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 help for yourself and then try to help someone and once you are helping someone like just spread love spread happiness like share the positive vibe yeah. it's going to come back all one day it's going to be a good place like you're going to be in good company one day and this don't ever stop believing in yourself and don't ever think that you're not worthy because you're one in a billion and it's honestly such a blessing to be alive yeah. i know life might get hard sometimes it will get hard sometimes it, it it's not just might get hard it will get hard but the key like everyone says to never give up like you will be there you will like just keep going give it time believe in yourself and you will definitely see like they you see yourself standing in 5 years from now you'll be there you'll, you'll be living a dream thank you theodore thank you uh, a big big thanks to kera dost you know because uh, even if it wasn't for the even if it wasn't for you agreeing to do this what you actually do is actually pretty it's it's very solid you know it's it's worth the effort it's worth you know all the all the praises you get is actually worth because it's a very noble thing that you guys do thank you for agreeing to come on to the show thank you for giving me your time i know you might be in a busy kind of situation. thank you for inviting me as well honestly honestly though from my heart much respect to you much respect thank you so thank you for coming on to the show thank you for coming on to the podcast man hope you have an amazing day hope you have an amazing week i hope uh, terados becomes everything and everything that you wanted to be i wish you all success in your life thank you and i wish you the very same